Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafe on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. It is our number two of the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe alongside Michael Lombardi breaking things down on this NFL Sunday week four in the National Football League. And we already have a game that's going underway at halftime between the Atlanta Falcons and the Jacksonville Jaguars in London. Jacksonville up 17-0. They closed as a three-point favorite total, 42 and a half. And right now in the live market, they are a 17 and a half point favorite. That gives you a little bit of an indication how things have been going here for the Atlanta Falcons total down to 37 and a half here real quick just a quick analysis on the second half here what we should expect to see going forward then we'll get into the rest of the games that we have to hit this hour well we know we got five drives left in the game right Atlanta has no margin for error they can't turn the ball over they've got to get points on this opening drive to get them back in the game and if you're Jacksonville you've got to make them work the ball down the field no big plays let them eat the clock the clock's their opponent as much as the Jaguars are so let them eat clock but you also know as a football team you need to get to 27 you need 10 more points here you got to win the third and fourth quarter in some fashion because when you look at it they haven't been able to make a big play can't allow big plays so you're in control of the game you're also in the lead but this opening drive is going to be really critical. And if you're Mike Caldwell and if you're Doug Peterson, what you're telling him coming out at halftime, Mike, use your five best calls this drive. Make sure we, we, make sure we get ourselves in the best defenses we think where we can pressure him and we can create some havoc and get him into a negative play. This opening drive from a play caller sheet for Jacksonville is critical, but also for Arthur Smith it's critical too because he has no margin for error. And the, the Atlanta Falcons will start the second half with the football. Desmond Ritter in the first half, 9 of 14, 73 yards, two interceptions, one of them being a pick six. Any chance that we see Taylor Heineke in the second half? Well, I, I don't think so because I think if this game stays out of reach like this, Heineke's not going to bring him back in. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is once you make that move, Femi, what do you do next week? Yeah. Like you, you're going back to him. You're going, you got, you got to see – this is a game where maybe you just need to see if he can work his way through it. 
because you've committed to him. You, you didn't commit to him for just a week. You committed to him for the season. You made every decision this offseason based on him being a good player. I think you can bail on this after week four and down 17 nothing. I think you got to take a look at that because, remember, this is all second-order thinking. Once you make that move, where are you going? Whereas if the Jets make the move, they know they're never going back to Zach Wilson again. Well, let's get into that game here. The Sunday night football game, the Kansas City Chiefs and the New York Jets. Right now, Kansas City is an eight and a half point favorite, total 41 and a half. This is the highest bet game in terms of the highest handle over at DraftKings here. And I think a lot of people are putting Kansas City in those teasers, those six point teasers. So you can go from eight yeah. and a half down to two and a half. Uh, any chance that the Jets can uh, pull off an upset or at least maybe keep this thing competitive with Zach Wilson behind center? All right, well, let's look at it this way. How many points do you think the Jets' offense could legitimately score against this defense? 13? Oh, man. So yeah. what you're counting on for them to win is you're counting on your defense to get to Mahomes to make a mistake. Now, we know that this defense hasn't played very well, right? We know this defense hasn't played well the last two weeks. I mean, when you look at it, they've given up 150 yards to New England last year, 157 and 134. The good news is tonight – we know that Andy doesn't like to run the ball. He's not going to be committed to running the ball like New England was. right? They haven't, they haven't forced a turnover in two weeks either. They've scored 10 points in each game. So there's a lot of things that have to go well for you to beat the Chiefs. And to me, I think clearly if Wilson gets off to a slow start, I think you owe it to your team, even though he may not be ready to play for everything, you owe it to, to your team to put Simeon in there because you got no chance to win. And this is one that you're comfortable making that this is the point of no return. <laughs> like, like, cause like you asked like the second order thinking, can you go back to Zach Wilson? It's like, w w you never want to go back. You're not going back to Zach Wilson. Yeah. You're not going yeah. back to him, you know, and, and you can't go back to him. I mean, the team won't let you go back to him. The team doesn't want him to be in there to begin with yeah. right now. And so if he comes out and his first two drives are bad oh, and, and he's got Spagnola blitzing him and attacking the pocket, which he will do. And they can't block and they can't block Chris Jones. You know, th this is an offensive line that's going to struggle all year against a defense that has played at a high, high level all year. Yeah, it's a uh, if, if he struggles in those first two drives, the, the boo birds that you will hear on the broadcast tonight, it's going to be loud. You might be able to hear it all the way here in Las Vegas from what's going on at MetLife Stadium. But that is Chiefs and the New York Jets. Let's talk about the Cowboys and the Patriots down in Jerry World later on this afternoon. New England has been getting bet even in this morning here. We're down to six. The points spread the Cowboys yeah. favored. Total 43. Cowboys getting good news on the offensive line. Zach Martin, Tyler Biotis, those interior guys who missed last week's game. Looks like they'll be good to go. But uh, the market is interested in Belichick getting six. Well, I think this. Look, New England matches up to him. I mean, New England matches up to him well. I mean, they're physical enough up front to match up to him. Right, they're physical enough to match up to him up front. Here, here we go. Jacksonville gives up a big play mm -hmm. on a run play, yeah. and this is what you can't do. This is what I talked about coming out at halftime. You've got to be able to have your five best calls. You got to shore it up. That's what a head coach's job is to understand it. And then we're a gap short on the back end. So anyway, uh, I think New England really matches up well to him. Uh, they they physically can match up to him, and we haven't really seen what Dallas. You know, they got to take C.D. Lamb away. Force the ball to Gallup. Now, New England's injured in their secondary. There's no question about that. But they'll do a good job of taking Lamb out of the game, and they'll force the ball to go to Gallup or to Brandon Cooks or someone else. 
and to see. But they know they need to stop the run game. I think that's going to be the key, right? Yeah. You know, they've got to be able, you know, Dallas has run for 122 yards against Phil, against the Giants. They ran for 134 against the Jets, and last week they ran for 185. Only turned the ball over one time. But they're going to have to, New England's going to have to stop the run, put a little bit of pressure on Dak to see if he can execute and, you know, and, and try to create some turnovers. Last week, Mac Jones did not turn the ball over, didn't make spectacular plays, but made good plays. Now he's 0 for 10 against the spread when he's been an underdog, which has got to concern you. He's going to have to make some really good throws. Yeah, he's lost 11 consecutive starts straight up and against the spread as an underdog. Is there anything that better should read into that? Is like, like does uh, how yeah. does that apply into this game? Like, is that something that that Mac Jones and once he faces tougher competition can't overcome? Yeah, I think it, it's really about that. I mean, it's as simple as that. Can he put the ball into tight windows? Can he make the critical throw? I mean, last week against the Jets, we saw this. You know, he's got a third and three. He decides to throw a, a, a switch fade down the field. It made no 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 reason. They needed to get a first down to win the game. Then they get the ball back again. And they need another first down, third and six, and he, and he throws. I don't even know where that ball was going. So to me, to me, I I think that that's got to show up. He's got to make good decisions and he's got to make really good throws. And one thing you see when you watch that Arizona tape, right? Mm-hmm. Arizona moved the football. I mean, they get, they gained four hundred yards, two hundred twenty two on the ground. Now. You won't start out gaining a lot of yards on the ground, but you can if you can block this team and, and if you can take care of Parsons and not allow him to create turnovers. And they had seven turnovers in the first two weeks. Last week they didn't have any. What do you make of this? Because I've sort of been thinking about this game from like a live wagering angle to where if New England is able to get control of this game in the live markets, like maybe it's a chance to take a look at New England money line because, like you mentioned, Dallas's run defense is susceptible to physical play, and we saw them get ran all over last week in Arizona. But on the flip side of it, if Dallas gains control and now New England has to play from behind, do you think that its Cowboys are able to shut off the water and and unleash those pass rushers with Parsons and Lawrence and the crew and make life difficult for New England? Like, is it whoever can gain control in that first half is more likely to go ahead and win the game? I know that's sounds silly like of course they are but like just from a betting angle like I, I feel like it's especially in this game it really matters New England can't play from New England's not a good play from behind team I mean they're just not built that way mm-hmm. you know and and they've got some issues in their offensive line Cole Strange won't play today they got Trent Brown will so they'll put in the young rookie Mapu in there at left guard who's actually a really good player so I don't think that's going to affect them the secondary is the issue Jonathan Jones isn't going to play he didn't make the trip mm-hmm. Shane Sean Wade their third corner he wasn't you know, he's got a bad shoulder. Whether he plays or not, I don't know. But they're going to have to do a good job of, of taking away, taking away C.D. Lamb and making Prescott have to beat them with throws down the field. If they don't, if they don't allow them to run the football, this will be a tight game going in the fourth quarter. Ooh, maybe the game is starting to tighten up a little bit in London. We'll see. Did he, did he catch that ball, or are they saying it's incomplete? It looks like it's a catch, I think. There's, yeah, I think it looks like it's a touchdown for the Atlanta Falcons. I believe that is uh, to Drake. That's the drive Lund. you had to stop them on. That's why you didn't yeah. want to get into in-game betting, you know, here because you needed to see it. And this is classic Jacksonville. They don't have that eye of the tiger. You know, this is this is where you know you get concerned in terms of the details of the team. Like you got to win this drive. You had to come out. You had to have your five best calls. You had to force them. They were going to come out with their best stuff. You had to come out with your best stuff. Now you got a football game. Now this next drive, if you're Peterson, you got to have really good calls here. You're going to have to get points here because yeah. the momentum has shifted. 
It's 17-7. Heck of a drive for the Falcons. A gotta-have-it drive. And now the in-game numbers. Jacksonville is an 11.5-point favorite total back up to 41.5. So uh, we'll see what happens on this drive. But it feels like a critical drive to start off this second half with the Jaguars. Now their lead being cut to 10. Uh, we'll see what happens with that one. But one of the squeeze. see what happened here, too? Yep. Arthur didn't have to change his game plan. He didn't have That's to change true. his game plan. He stayed balanced. He got the big run out of Robinson. Got a decent throw on a back shoulder. You know, again, it's a straight throw. It's a pitcher catcher throw. That's what he wants to throw. And of course, uh, the <laughs> your boy Ian Rappaport over at NFL Network says a Drake London touchdown in London. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> On a Sunday morning, I mean, <laughs> I mean, hey, the story writes itself. <laughs> I mean, who did? Who knew? Right? <laughs> who knew? We said maybe that was a. Was there some sort of a boost, a Drake London anytime TD boost over in London? Like, there's somebody should have capitalized on that over at DraftKings to bet Drake London anytime touchdown, Drake London, just anything with London involved because. He's in London. He's he's back home. So we'll see uh, if they can go ahead and make this a closer game. But we're down 17-7 is the score. I'm on the Atlanta Falcons, unfortunately. <laughs> we'll see if they can get this thing back into it. 11 and a half. 10 and a half is actually now the live market. 41 and a half is our live total. We'll continue to break down games on the other side, starting with the game that everyone's interested in, the Broncos and the Chicago Bears. Who's going to win that game and get their first victory of the season? We'll discuss it next here on the Lombardi Line. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learned something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
Worlds are colliding. We've got a subscription contest going between the shows here at VEASAN, and we need your help to win. Up for grabs is a $1,000 voucher at Circus Sportsbooks to be used on a Super Bowl Futures ticket. To sweeten the deal for you, you'll save 40% when you sign up on our football season special and use promo code Lombardi. Bragging rights and a $1,000 Futures ticket is on the line. Make this football season your best ever and help us do the same. Save 40% off our football season special today when you use promo code Lombardi. That's VSI com slash subscribe last day is today so get that done promo code lombardi 40 percent off you don't want to miss it this is the lombardi line hanging out with you guys on the DraftKings network michael lombardi in new jersey femi bedfe here in downtown las vegas uh, right now in london jacksonville has a 17-7 lead here with their first drive of the second half opening drive of this second half was a touchdown drive for the Atlanta Falcons to make this 17 to seven, but let's continue our analysis of the games later on today. And we actually have some movement in this game that we're about to talk about. And that's in the Broncos and the bears. Denver was around a three and a half point favorite, three and a half over at DraftKings, still minus one Oh two total 46 and a half. But the consensus number is down to three. So interest here on game day morning on the Chicago bears. And to that, I say, God bless you. Those people betting Chicago in this spot, but What's your analysis here, Michael? Broncos, Bears, the battle of 0-3s. Well, look, Denver's defense is beat up. I mean, you know, they don't have a lot of the guys that they need. I mean, Jewel, Josie Jules is not going to play. Uh, you know, they haven't really played very well in the secondary. Uh, they can't really rush the passer. Offensively, I mean, I think Russell has given them pretty much what they need. Mm-hmm. But the defense, with lack of effort, lack of tackling last week, has got to put you in a concern. I think this is the right number. I, I was shocked to me that it was that three and a half to me made no sense. I mean, this is two teams that are probably, you know, both have deficiencies in each side of the ball. Denver's going to be able to run the ball. Chicago's secondary, again, they're, they're missing three quarters of the secondary. Their yeah. defensive front isn't good enough. They can't really stop anybody on defense. I mean, they're not, you know, they're 31st in the league in, point, in yards allowed. They're 29, 31st in points allowed, you know, and so they can't stop anybody, can't stop the run. They're eighth in the league, I mean, 30th in the league in rushing attempts against them, and they're 20th in the yards. Now, the average per attempt is only eighth, but to me, people can control the football against them, and they make a lot of plays against them. So uh, it, it's challenging. I, 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 I'm a no play on this game. I don't trust. Mm-hmm. I've been on Denver, I think, three weeks in a row, and I was on them against Wa- no, I was on them against Washington, Washington and I yeah. thought that was a yeah. And then last week they just to me they're just so beat up on offense, a defense that I think it's hard to you to trust them. And can they tackle? Can they tackle Fields when he takes off and runs? I mean, I fully expect Fields to run the ball more today mm-hmm. than he ever has. Yeah, to your point on the Chicago secondary, their two best DBs, Jalen Johnson and Eddie Jackson, those guys are out. Then Josh Blackwell, the slot corner, he's on IR. So it's like it's just a banged up Chicago secondary, and it's a Chicago defense that's been putrid uh, throughout this season. So uh, th- if I was still in Survivor, I actually think I would have taken Denver in this spot. I would have rolled the dice and taken Denver. Wow. But maybe that's why I'm not in Survivor, because I do stuff like that. And yeah, you, you, you just that risk it. I mean, you know, you have to understand the Eberflus defense is built on creating turnovers, yeah. right? And they were not creating – they haven't created turnovers. They have two turnovers on the season. Both of them came by way of Blaine Gabbert. And so that really – that's a huge stop here by Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta got off the field. You know, they had a fourth and third and 11, and they got off the field. It's a big, huge drive. So the game has shifted. I'm sure that the number is going to go in favor of Atlanta a little bit. It's going to tick back down. But mm-hmm. going back to Chicago, they can't turn the ball over. They don't have enough team speed on defense to turn it over. I think Wilson plays well. 
Uh, but I also think this is a game that could go over. I know it sounds crazy, but I think it could go over because I think both defenses, I mean, look, it's it opened at 44 and it went up to 46 and a half. So most people kind of agree yeah. with that. There are There's 47s out there. I mean, I, I see one shop, 48 and a half. So people tend to like the over here because I do think this game will be in the 20s, not because both offenses are good, but because both defenses aren't. Yeah, it doesn't sound crazy at all. Oh, I think this is over a pass if you're interested in betting the total here. Um, yeah, 46 and a half, I would still like the over in that spot because like the defense is just absolutely atrocious on both sides of the ball. Uh, speaking of another 0-3 battle here as we have this uh, fun slate on our on our hands, the Minnesota Vikings traveling to Charlotte to take yeah. on the Carolina Panthers, and the Vikings are now five-point favorites as the consensus number is still four and a half at DraftKings. 46 and a half is our total here as these two teams try to get into the win column. Well, see, here's a great lesson for us to learn as betters, right? Circus Contest comes out on Thursday around 1 o'clock East Coast time. They post their numbers. They had five in this game. And the line then was between four and four and a half. And they accurately got this line well. They knew it was mm-hmm. going to trend to five because the injuries of Carolina's defense, starting Bryce Young again, their inability to play well up front. I mean, Minnesota is really a good team, but unfortunately they do what bad teams do. They turn it over. Six fumbles, six six turnovers inside the inside the red zone. I think four of them inside the six. You know, Cousins has thrown for more yards than even Tua has, and we know how good Tua's been playing all year. So for me, this is a game where when you break it down, I, I, I really think that Minnesota will move the football effectively and they can convert third downs. If they, and if they can protect, I think they've got a chance. But the turnover margin – you know, that's what kills them. They're 31st in turnover margin. However, they're playing Carolina, who's 20th. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, that's what hurts them. I, I expect Cousins to play well. This is the kind of game that he typically does. And when you look defensively, I think Minnesota can stop the run if they run it. I mean, last week, Frank Wright called 58 passes with Andy Dalton, the quarterback. I, I, I'm not sure I understand why that is. I think we're all still wondering on that one. We will see Bryce Young back in the starting lineup for the Carolina Panthers after Dalton was the starter last week. Young dealing with the ankle injury. And also maybe it was a good chance for Young to sort of just slow things down and see things from the sidelines. Uh, because it, it did look like our guy has a little bit uh, of the, the head spinning in those first couple of games there. And and it's hard to blame him. I mean, there's not a whole lot of separation yeah. from those receivers. The line can't really protect. And it's just like, man, I got to protect myself some way, somehow. And he had the ankle issue, but he's back out there behind center for the Carolina Panthers. But get this, Michael. Here's this nice little trend that our producer, Elliot Bowman, put into the rundown. When two winless teams play, the underdog is 71-37-4 against the spread over the last 20 years. So maybe there's reason to back Carolina in this one, although you might have to plug your nose if you're going to go ahead Let me throw one out it. to you then. Let me okay. throw one out to All you. Right. When the number's at five, historically over a bunch of games – the team laying the five is 62% the winner. How about that? <laughs> it looks like there's a trend that, for every angle. That has nothing to do with who the teams are. That yeah. just, when you look at the number, you know, that's why when we talk about sharps play numbers, mm-hmm. they're playing numbers based on this code that, that this, this algorithm that has cr- cr- all these games have getting thrown into. What is, what is the outcome? So, you know, what does three mean? What does two and a half mean? You know, two and a half is a really good number for the team laying it as opposed to two and a half being the home team getting it. And it's all based on that. When you're a road team laying five, 
When you're a road team laying five, 62% of the time, you cover that number. Well, there's a, there's a trend for every friend that we have out here. And if you like that trend, you go yeah. ahead and I'll, bet I'll, the Minnesota I'll one Vikings. up your trend. You one up my trend. We'll just keep going back and forth <laughs> exactly. on trends. And you know what we'll get to? Nowhere. No, we'll get nowhere. <laughs> Then we right right back to square one. We're right back where we were. <laughs> Speaking of two and a half, the Cincinnati Bengals are two and a half point favorites in Nashville today against the Tennessee Titans. Total sitting at 41 and a half. Burrow did not aggravate the calf. So it sounds like he's good. He had a full week of practice. How do you see this game playing out in a, in a matchup that we've seen quite a bit over the last handful of years? You know, everybody talks about how bad Tennessee's defense is, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I mean, Tennessee's offense is, and they're right. They, they are bad. But when you look at the numbers, I mean, this this offensive rating, when you do the offensive rating, Cincinnati actually has a worse offense. Mm. <laughs> they're worse in the red zone. Third down, they're 30th. You know, points per play offensively, they're 30th. Tennessee's 28th. You know, uh, I mean, excuse me, points per play offensively, they're 30th. Tennessee's 26th. So they're, they're even in terms of how bad they both are on offense. And yet, you know, you, the, the road team is giving two and a half. And I, and I think this is where Vrabel – now, look, I, I, I think Tannehill has played poorly. It just shows you how bad Levis must be or, or uh, Wills, uh, Willis must be because they're not making a move to put him in. I mean, and they can't get anything done. They have no explosive plays. But I do like Tennessee's defense. I think they're mm-hmm. physical. And Burrow's going to have to prove he can throw the ball from a tight pocket. They're going to have to do a better job of protecting him. And so two and a half to me, you know, the way that Cincinnati has moved the football offensively, I I think is a problem. I really do. I think this will be a close game. And look, anytime you get Vrabel to give you points, why not? What do you think of this Tennessee secondary, though? Because we've seen their secondary be taken advantage of earlier uh, throughout this regular season. here, And and last week, I mean, we were lauding Deshaun Watson about how this is the best he's looked since he's been a Cleveland Brown after struggling in the first couple of games. Burrow and those receivers, if Burrow is right, I think that Cincinnati can find a lot of success dealing with that Tennessee secondary. You're assuming he's right, though. I mean, I don't think he's right. Yeah. I don't think he can drive the ball. That's no, that's. I don't fair. think he can drive the ball. I mean, points per play defensively, Tennessee's 18th in the league. The Bengals are 20th. Third down defense, the Tennessee Titans are 12th. The Bengals are 21st. Sack per play, they're 10th. I mean, this, is, this defense, yeah, you can move the football on them, but it's hard to score on them. Well, we'll continue to break down the week four slate on the other side. It's the Lombardi line. This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe on VSEN, the sports betting network. We're back with another week of football and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code VEASAN. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code VEASAN. The crown is yours. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line hanging out here on a week four Sunday in the NFL regular season. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi. We do have action. Big play here for the Atlanta Falcons up against it, facing a third and 14 down 10 late in the third quarter here in London. And it looks like that play will be blown dead for a false start. So that's going to make it third and 19. You can see where that drive is headed here. Atlanta looked like it was a promising drive, got to the midfield area, but uh, I would anticipate that they're going to punt this football back. 
well, you could see Arthur Smith was going to play it safe. He tried to throw a bubble screen out there. You know, he wasn't going to really risk it. And, you know, again, this is his second possession. He knows he gets five unless he can get a turnover. So he needs to be careful. His defense is playing much better, but they're on that very, they're on that thin line. I mean, if this gets to 24, it's going to be almost impossible for him to win. So, you know, and you get in a third and 14, that, that's really the issue. A negative play creates that. So, you know, you want to throw something safe, but you also want to throw something that maybe you can get a chance to convert at third and 19. They're going to play soft zone and make them dump the ball in front. And, and that, they're going to rally to the tackler and, and try to get it up there. I mean, now he's got to hold the ball exactly what just happened. So now you're off the field. It's hard to do that. Third and 19 is hard to convert when you rush three and everybody plays the zone and watches the quarterback. Well, we do have the actives and inactives rolling out right now as well across the league. Yeah. Uh, a big oh, it's one. Eleven thirty already, Femi. Like, man, man, the, time flies with you. We're having fun. This show is flying. Like you, you put a game on for us here. We're talking ball. Mm-hmm. Like, like this thing has been flying by. I was like, man, we got two segments left. But uh, Denver Broncos star safety Justin Simmons is inactive once again. So Simmons inactive, yeah. we, and, and maybe that's why. It's, I think we, we anticipated that. Yeah. yeah, I think everybody anticipated that. That's not a surprise. This Denver defense is beat up. I mean, they're not good to begin with, but they're beat up. I haven't seen Randy Gregory hasn't been able to put any pressure on. Yeah. And so, you know, they, they, they missed Jones, who they who signed. I mean, Zach Allen, they replaced Jones with Zach Allen. He hasn't been able to. But this Bears offensive line is problematic as well. So, you know, if you're Sean Payton, you're returning home. You grew up in Chicago. This is a big moment for you. you got to get this team back on track. And you, you have to be able to figure out a way to do it. And I think the way to do it is to control the football and, you know, basically control the game and the pace of the game and not turn the ball over because you'll move the football. There's no question you'll move the ball. Everybody can move the ball in Chicago. Chicago lives on turnovers, and they've only created two thank, thanks to Blaine Gabbert. Some other notable actives and inactives. Uh, Jordan Poyer, we anticipated this one. They ruled him out yesterday, mm-hmm. but officially inactive, uh, meaning that DeMar Hamlin is active for the Buffalo Bills. So uh, awesome to see DeMar Hamlin back out there on a football field, hopefully hoping for the best for that young man after everything that he went through last season here. He'll go make a play today. That would be really cool, I think, uh, for DeMar Hamlin I, there. He's officially active. Excuse oh, me, oh, Femi. Bless, I think the big inactive, I don't know if you've seen the Rams inactive list, but I think this is, we haven't talked about the Rams-Colts mm-hmm. game. But this give us an opportunity to, to me, this is an important. If Alaric Jackson doesn't dress, he has a hamstring. He did not practice on Wednesday. You know, that's going to change how they play their offensive line, how they configure it. And I, and I think that could be, you know, that could be something problematic. This game has gone back between Pickham. It's Pickham in the contest. Now the Rams are favored by one. But I think you really got to take a close look at what the Rams' inactive list will be because they're not going to be able to move an Uber around. They don't have any depth at all, right? But I will say this about the Rams. Uh, for, all, for not having any depth, Stafford has played pretty well. I mean, you yes. have to almost dismiss that game in the fourth quarter against them because, in, in all honesty, it was, it was really when they went to Zach Thomas, it got ugly. When they yeah. went, it's just like when Baltimore went to, went to, uh, to Mogger and, and, and when he started there, it was ugly for Lamar. Left tackles are damn near impossible to place, which leads us to Houston mm-hmm. and Pittsburgh. Now, we see this a lot of action coming in on Houston. Well, Houston's lost two left tackles. Yeah. It's, so it's, I, don't, I don't know how Houston blocks them. I really don't. Like, I'm surprised this line's moving away from Pittsburgh to Houston. Yes, I know C.J. Stroud played well last week. I know that. But you're going to have to block this front, and I don't know how they're going to do it. 
we talked about the Texans in the offseason. I said that I was bullish on them being much more competitive than I thought the market thought. But this is a little bit of a step too far, in my opinion. Like, like the people are really bullish on them in this particular spot. And those injuries, as you outlined, Laramie Tunsil, their star left tackle, he's out. Josh Jones, their left guard, he's out. They already have Titus Howard well, he played on left IR. tackle, though, Femi. Yeah. Femi, he shifted out to left tackle. See, he went, he went out to left tackle it, for the last couple games. And now he's no longer playing. It's like they have, they have a number of starters on that offensive line out. And, and you might be asking yourself, well, why does that matter? Well, it matters when you're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, when they have a, a former defensive player of the year and TJ Watt on the other side and Alex Highsmith, his pass rushing buddy, who's also really good as well, going after CJ Stroud. So I don't understand the line move. I'm seeing right now we're sitting at three across the board, but even the threes are heavily juiced in favor of Houston to where it, it almost looks like where it might be headed to two and a half. It was two and a half. It's two and a half in the contest. It's been two and a half pretty much all week. It hasn't moved. So there was some Pittsburgh action coming in. But to me, you know, even when they play with George Fant, Shaq Mason was on the injury report this week as well. Look, this is going to be a hard game. They're not going to run the ball on Pittsburgh, and they're going to have a hard time making plays against Pittsburgh on a consistent basis without getting holding penalties, which will really be a problem for them. Everybody's worried about, you know, the Pittsburgh offense, but I think Pittsburgh offense against the defense, I think Pittsburgh can make some plays against them. So I I like Pittsburgh a lot here. I I think there's been an overreaction to this market. I I think this should be more of a four-point line than it is, and you're getting two and a half. In some shops, you may get three. Yeah. I think it's, 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 it's something to consider. Yeah, if you can find a two and a half on on the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think that's a bet here. I've been searching for the Rams and Actives. They still haven't put them out yet. <laughs> it's eight thirty six West Coast time, uh, eleven thirty six over there on the East Coast, and the Rams still have yet to put out their inactives. But we have the Colts inactives. Uh, they're down a couple of starters on the offensive line: Ryan Kelly and Bernard Raymond. Their left tackle. So the Colts dealing with some O line injuries of their own right there. And that market right now is the Rams one point favorites total sitting at forty five. But uh, Elliot, I don't know if you want to look ahead and search and see if you can find the Rams and actives, but I have yet to be able to find them uh, so far here this morning is the actives and actives uh, were due. I thought at 90 minutes prior to kickoff, but I they guess are. The Rams they just haven't, we just haven't, you know, we haven't gotten them, them up. Yeah. And so I think that's, you know, I think that's the issue. Yeah. Well, you know, they'll, they'll come out. I mean, you, you have to turn them in. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, you, you can't, you can't say you, the dog ate the homework. I mean, you, know, <laughs> yeah, you can't do the, that one. Hey, we need these damn actives and inactives uh, on the Baltimore Ravens front. We did talk about them in the first hour. Ronnie Stanley is inactive, but we anticipated that going in. He was listed as doubtful uh, heading into this weekend. Inactive he's for a third doubt. straight game. Yeah, I, mean, well. I mean, he's the highest paid player on their team in terms of eating the cap. And he doesn't play. I mean, it's really remarkable. And they went to Patrick uh, Macari, Macari, Macari. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's just not going to work. I don't know what they're going to do there. Will they move Morgan Moses over to left tackle and, and put the kid from Minnesota in there, Falali, because he can play right tackle. Mm-hmm. But this line's beat up. At least they get Linderbaum back at center, yep. which helps against this front. I mean, you don't have a left tackle against this front. And what we've seen from Schwartz is he basically decides who he thinks the weak link of your offensive line is. So when you watch Cleveland tape or you watch their game, wherever he lines Garrett up on a critical play in the game, that tells you what he thinks of your offensive lineman. He thinks that's the worst lineman. Okay, mm-hmm. So when against Cincinnati, he covered up the two guards and he put Garrett over, my, over Ted Karras. Smart move. Ted Karras, tough kid. Tough kid. Playing a phone booth. But if he's got to block somebody two-way go, not so good. 
Last week, they moved him around. You know, they moved him all over the place to get the right look. And, and even though he was getting doubled all the time, it didn't work. So, um, you know, for me, this is going to be the issue here. It's going to be wh- how, how can Baltimore – I mean, if McCur- McCurry, whatever you say his McCurry, name, yep. if he – Macari, if he has to play at left tackle, he's going to get nothing but Miles Garrett every single play. And you could say, well, we'll chip him. Not so fast. It's hard to do it. Yeah, well, good luck to Patrick Macari because right now, uh, Jamison Hensley of ESPN who covers the Baltimore Ravens. He said the projected starting line is Macari will be at left tackle, Morgan Moses will be at right tackle. So it looks like it's going to be a healthy dosage of Miles Garrett coming at Patrick Macari. And to that, we wish well, the you tight end is going to be lined up over to the left all the whole game. Yeah. That, you know, but look, let me tell you something. If that's the case, if they want to give him help over there and they want to, you know, they'll just put Garrett over against Morgan Moses. It ain't like he can block him. Yeah, no, yeah, he definitely cannot. Uh, not many people in the NFL can block Miles Garrett. You can definitely count true. it on one hand. <laughs> How many people that's can block true. him on the Miami Dolphins front here for their offensive line? Teron Armstead, he is in. Connor Williams is out. And it looks like Liam Eichenberg will uh, work at center for the Dolphins. Jalen Phillips, of course, their pass rusher. He is inactive for this game, but we knew that heading in. So those are the inactives for the Miami Dolphins game. Derek Carr officially active here in this game. The market has been moving on a number of these games. Those fives in Carolina have been bet. We're down to four and a half now across the board here with the Vikings and the Panthers. Also, the total in the Bears-Broncos game, that has gone up to 47 across the board. People betting that over, and people are liking the under between Miami and Buffalo. We are now down to 52 and a half across the board here. 53 looks like it's the consensus, actually, but uh, that total is ticking down. We'll recap all of it on the other side as we run down the board to wrap up the show here on the Lombardi Line. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today and get our all-new NHL betting guide featuring previews for all 32 teams, futures, bets, awards, picks, and season-long props. First period betting strategies, Steve Mackinan's power ratings, plus... Best Bets articles five days a week once the season starts. This guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get the VEASAN NHL betting guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. A little choked up there at the end. Uh, Welcome back. This is the final segment of the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi. Jacksonville goes ahead and takes a 20-7 to lead, kicking the field goal uh, with that spot. Did you think that he was going to go on fourth and five? I thought he was going to go for that one. No, I, I think fourth and five he wouldn't know. If it was fourth and one, I think he definitely would have. I mean, uh, Lawrence had a flush from the pocket to his right. He had a receiver wide open for a touchdown over to his left, but he had to get off of it. Dupree had a good rush against the left tackle, kind of forced him out and forced him to scramble, and then he just missed the throw down the field. So, Look, you know, you're Atlanta. You're in great shape. The field goal's meaningless. You got two scores. Mm-hmm. You're two scores down. You can win the game 21-20. So you're going like, to have to make this drive work. You got two more possessions typically. If you can get three, it would be strange. But the way they, they almost ran five minutes off that clock. So the game's a 10-minute game now, and you can, there's no margin for error. You've got to go fast so you can put pressure on the Jacksonville offense to – decide do they eat clock or do they get first down so they're in that four minute mode here so if you're Doug Peterson you're on the sideline talking about okay we're going to get the ball back we're going to take the play clock down like we did in the last drive we're going to have to really do a good job on first downs get ahead of the change what are my best first down calls where I can control the ball but also control the clock Mm -hmm. and you know we can we got to reduce this game as much as possible because the clock is our opponent and we got to hold on to this lead, which is nebulous at 13 points with 10 minutes to go. Well, the live spread is uh, the Jaguars favored by 12 and a half, and the total is at 34 and a half. But uh, just to get people, I think up I would to take. You. I think I would take the. I think the Falcons are going to score again. I mean, they score? could score. Yeah, I mean, if they score, you're you know because now all of a sudden that Jacksonville is going to play to keep the lead. But when you're only up six, you have to be a little bit more aggressive. Mm-hmm. If if Atlanta scores, Jacksonville has to operate. In, in kind of a conflicting way. You've got to try to score again, but you also got to run clock. Well, we'll see how this uh, drive goes for the Atlanta Falcons. Update people on the Rams situation. We did get their actives and inactives posted. Alaric Jackson, their left tackle, is inactive. And also Zach Thomas, yeah. who replaced him, also inactive as well. So the Rams beat up on the offensive line in a game against the Indianapolis Colts. And we will get you the latest numbers on that here shortly. But let's go ahead and run down the board, Michael, starting with yep. the Dolphins and the Bills. Buffalo is a two-and-a-half-point favorite over at DraftKings, total 53. I, I really like Miami here. I think Miami will play well. I, I think Miami – look, I like Buffalo's team too, but I think this Miami offense, especially in only week four – 
is a challenge to stop right now, especially if they're willing to run the football, which I think they will. I think this will be a run game for Miami more than a passing game. All right, we'll see what the Miami Dolphins can do. No play for me in this one. Let's go to Carolina, where the Panthers are a five-point home underdog. Four and a half seems to be the consensus now. Total 46 and a half. I really like Minnesota. I gave it to Bill A.D. as a pick. I like it at four and a half. I like it at five. Uh, I, I think this is one of those where, uh, you know, I think Minnesota's, they're, they're, they're hurting right now because they are, uh, they are in, a, in a situation where, you know, they're on, they haven't won a game, and this is the time to win a game. And I don't think Carolina has come back well at all. So I, I really like Minnesota, although I didn't give this to Bill A.D. I'm sorry, I, I gave it to McAfee on his show. I like this line at, at four and a half during the week it was. I still like it at five. How about the other battle of 0-3s? The Chicago Bears, a three-point home underdog, total 47 against the Denver Broncos. You know, I'll, I think I'll take I, I think I'll take Denver and lay the three. I don't trust Chicago, especially in the fourth quarter if they have to throw it. I think it'll be a close game, but I'm going to take the better quarterback. I'll take the better offense in the game, and if they protect the ball, I think Denver will get their first win. No Deshaun Watson for the Cleveland Browns. It'll be Dorian Thompson-Robinson, the rookie out of UCLA, making the start here against the Baltimore Ravens, led by Lamar Jackson. The market has flipped favorites. Baltimore, a two-point road favorite now, total 38 and a half. Yeah, I think I lay the points here. I think Baltimore's got the, you know, you got to go quarterback here, right? These are going to be tight games against good defense. I'll take Baltimore, lay the two. It's going to be hard for Robinson, although he will run the football. We saw that this summer. He's very good, and if Baltimore doesn't protect protect their rush lanes he will he will run he could be their leading rusher in the game and baltimore will be down two of their rushers david ajabo and adafe owe both those guys are inactive for the ravens here in this game uh, I, I bet baltimore plus three but that helps nobody right now in this spot i would also lay anything under the field goal though with the ravens steelers and the texans pittsburgh a three-point favorite total 41 and a half well, I like Pittsburgh a lot here. I think Pittsburgh's the better team. I think Pittsburgh's defense will win the game. I think they'll take it over and they'll create turnovers. Pittsburgh doesn't turn the ball over. I think they cover the spread. I think Pittsburgh will, will really take advantage of a backup offensive line for the Houston Texans. And I think they'll move the football once they get used to it. Remember, they played San Francisco style of defense in week one. And they now have an understanding of how they need to do it, how they need to execute. And I think they will. Yeah, this is my first contest play. I went ahead and laid two and a half with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think this is a mismatch in the trenches here just because Houston is absolutely banged up, going up against one of the toughest pass rushers in the league and the toughest pass rusher in TJ Watt. The Rams are a one-point road favorite in Indianapolis, total 44 and a half. I think I'll take the, the Colts here just because I think the Rams' offensive line is beat up, and the Colts can rush the passer. Now, Buckner, supposedly, he's going to play. He was on the injury list all week for the Colts their star defensive tackle. But these edges should give Stafford some trouble. And remember, bad offensive lines don't travel. Yeah, it's a no play for me. I don't have a good read on either of these teams. I'll sit back and watch it and collect data. The next game, the Buccaneers are at the Saints in the NFC South. Derek Carr will play after he had the AC joint injury last week. Saints four-point favorites, total 41. I think it's – I like the Saints here. I liked it better – you know, you have to take the Bucks and the points here. Bucks beat them twice last year with Brady, but I think the Saints with Camaro coming back uh, is going to be a good situation for them. But this Bucks defense is pretty good. Their secondary is just beat up. So if Carr's healthy, I favor the Saints. I think I'll lay the points with the Saints only because of that. 
but uh, I, I don't trust Baker Mayfield, especially on the road. Yeah, we're going opposite on this one. I took the points with the Bucks in the contest plus three and a half. So obviously I still like it at plus four. And it's just a fate of Dennis Allen. I'm going to make him beat me. If he can go ahead and beat me by margin, I'll tip my cap. But uh, until then, let's see you do it. Let's go to Philadelphia where the Eagles nine point home favorites against the commanders total 43. I think I kicked a nine. I, I think these games tend to be tight and uh, I, I don't trust Washington and their, and their coaching and their, their young quarterback, but their defense has to play better. If Washington, now the new owner, also owns the 76ers, I mean, I fully expect he wants to play well in Philadelphia. Uh, and, you know, if he can't stay, if they can't stay nine points close to this game, then they got real issues. Yeah, I took the points with the commanders just as my own bet. I didn't play it in the contest, but I do have money on this one with the Washington commanders at plus eight and a half. Bengals, two and a half point favorites in Tennessee, total 41 and a half. I'm going to take Tennessee. I like Tennessee. I like Vrabel as a home dog. Uh, and I don't think Burrow's back at all. All right. Well, I, I went ahead and laid two in the contest with the Bengals. Hopefully Burrow is back. Otherwise, if he's not, this one could get a little bit dicey. In the afternoon slate, the Chargers are hosting the Las Vegas Raiders. Aiden O'Connell expected to be the starter for the Raiders. Chargers, six and a half point favorites, total 48. I'll, I'll take the Raiders in the six and a half. I have a special interest. Happy birthday to my oldest yeah. son, Nick, today. Uh, he turns 35. Hopefully they'll, they'll call a good game. But I think the Raiders will run the ball. I worry about their defense, but six and a half is a lot. I'll take the Vegas. I think O'Connell plays well today. I agree with you. I took five and a half in the contest. I also sprinkled a little bit on the money line. I'm big on this Aiden O'Connell thing. I think the Raiders keep this thing close and maybe perhaps pull off the upset. Cowboys hosting the Patriots. Dallas, six-point favorites, total 43. I think I'll take the Patriots in the six. I think the Patriots will play this game close. They played everybody close. They're going to have to make some plays. I know I'm going against the trend 0-11 with Mac Jones covering the spread. It's problematic, but I do think they match up well to Dallas. Uh, no play for me in this one. I'll just be rooting on the Cowboys. Cardinals at the 49ers. Niners 14-point favorites, total 43-and-a-half. You know, I mean, the Cardinals have played so hard. I I'm going to take the 14. I'll lay the 14. I think San Francisco, with all the rest they've had, I think they now understand what they're doing. Arizona wants to do defensively, and the longer this game goes, I think San Francisco defense takes over. I agree. The Chiefs are in the Meadowlands. Taylor Swift also in the Meadowlands. Kansas City, eight-point favorites, total 41-and-a-half against the Jets. Yeah, I don't trust the Jets. I'll take Kansas City and lay the points. I mean, I don't see where the Jets are going to get their offense. I think they'll score 10, but this is the best defense that they faced all year, and they've only scored 10 points. Yeah, I, would, I don't have a play in this game, but if I had to, I would go ahead and play the Kansas City Chiefs. Just to recap, Michael's week four picks, Dolphins plus three, Steelers laying the two and a half, Giants plus the one. We will get your Monday night football analysis tomorrow. My analysis, I like Giants in the pick them there on the contest. So I have Giants pick them in the contest as my fifth and final play. That does it for us. Any, too. any words of, uh, of advice here as we wrap this thing up here, Michael? Just enjoy it. Just enjoy this. Just enjoy a fall day in football. All right. That does it for us here. Thanks, for Michael Sammy. Lombardi, for our producer Elliot Bowman, and the entire crew behind the glass, we wish you all the best of luck. Brent Musburger's Countdown to Kickoff coming up next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know. What were they thinking? 
backroom deals, huge amounts of money, CIA secrets, sets off a firestorm in Washington, affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 